1: And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart
0: podcast, your co-host, Daryl, Amy, here with Larry Levine. What's going on today, Larry? I, I, it's, it's going. Uh, I'm looking outside and I can't figure out if early fall has turned back to early spring because it's like 75, 80 degrees at my house. Well, yeah, I'm sure all of our uh, listeners in the Chicago
1: area and parts north are really just really give a rip, Larry. That's great.
0: Oh, it, it's unfortunately it's why they call where I live the Gold Coast. I guess I don't I have no idea. You just you have it so rough. Well, welcome back to the Selling from the Heart <laughs>
1: podcast, Larry. On the West Coast, I'm calling in from the Heartland, and it is raining. So, uh, but other than that, we're having a great time around here. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. You've joined a community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being authentic, being genuine, doing the hard work, selling from the heart, and we've got a great topic today to dive into, uh, but as we do that, boy, last
0: week, we we really, uh, you threw it out there, Larry, with the three rocks. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I did, and what was, what was really interesting is the feedback that we got, and it was actually really... <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I just, I just saw what you're doing. So I'm sorry. I won't, I won't tell the audience, but (laughs) I'm glad I could humor you, Larry. (laughs) But anyway, you know, but what was good is we started talking about educating, exciting and engaging your current clients. And even furthermore, you know, with your prospects and I haven't threw a couple of videos out and, and I think it's our responsibility as sales reps is it's not anybody else's, Mm -hmm. but we have to take it upon ourselves to educate ourselves, educate our clients, engage with our clients, and excite them to continue to do business with us. And, and those are some big rocks to move because we all want to find excuses. And flat out this week, I said, you know what? You got to lay the excuses down. I mean, it's your responsibility. And that's what a true sales professional does is, you know, they engage, they excite, and they continually educate their current clients, which I think just leads right into what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. And if you
1: missed a couple of weeks ago, man, we were so excited. We had Jeb Blunt on the call and Jeb was talking about his book, Sales EQ and the research that they did there. Phenomenal uh, conversation and, and outstanding research that I think all of us need to take a deep dive into. But one of the things that came out of that was that one of the most critical selling skills that you can have that is very, very rarely talked about. I mean, we talk about closing skills. We talk about people skills. We talk about objection handling. We talk about phone skills, uh, but there's one skill and one, one trait that is, is really, really critical for a sales professional that came out of the sales EQ research and it keeps coming up um, as I'm developing some uh, sales training right now for a client. And that is curiosity curiosity as a core sales skill. And we want to talk today about curiosity, some of the aspects of it um, and in how do, how, do, how that relates to sales and how you can um, nurture and develop that. But when you think about curiosity as a sales skill, Larry, uh, before we dive into uh, the attributes of curiosity, and, and I know your curiosity profile is hot off the press. We'll talk about that in a minute. But why do you think curiosity, what's what's your opinion on why curiosity
0: is so important for a sales professional? You know, and it's, I mean, that, that's, that's a good one. And it, I'm going to spin it just a little bit because I just don't think, A, it's not talked about nearly enough. It's not coached to nearly enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw something out because you, you, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks we're going to have Keenan on our, on our podcast. And, and actually, uh, just yesterday, he even threw something out about curiosity and he went back to, you know, his kids and why his kids always ask, a, you know, he will ask a question and then they always mm-hmm. say, why? Right. Uh, why is that? Yeah. Well, why is that? Well, why is that? And I think it's an important sales skill because we don't peel it back far enough. As mm-hmm. you know, in the sales world, is as we ask a couple questions and then we move on. But with curious intent, I, I think we have to start really diving in and finding out more about our current clients. In fact, Jeb even spoke about it that we just have to emotionally detach. Yeah, and, and start and start really diving in. To really learning something about our clients, learning something about our prospects, and I'll even take it a step farther: is we have to get curious and learn something more about the places that we work and the people that we work with. Well, I mean, yeah, but I think, and, and it's that whole mindset of being curious
1: and and curious about our clients, curious about their business, curious about their. Personal and business goals. Curious about why things are the way they are, uh, because when we do that, I think two things happen. One is we begin to develop trust. As we, as we, you know, what builds trust? I mean, you know, if you think about the most fundamental question, what's important? What do business owners
0: like to talk about? What's well, I mean, their business. I mean- I mean that's an you know that's an obvious one and it, and it just got me into thinking is and you know me fairly well is I do a lot of not for profit work just like you do mm-hmm. and one of the things when I want to start especially when I go back to like a past president in the not for profit group I'm involved in or another community leader I always start off it by saying hey I'm just curious about right I'm curious on your opinion about. And you'll be amazed the demeanor that changes all of a sudden because I go, you know what? You value my opinion. right? So, see where that, I'm going with this? a great way to start a question.
1: I'm curious, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. And, and, and I think this is, is so helpful because not only do you build trust as people you know, uh, share and, and find someone that actually gives a rip about them and, and their business and, and why things work, um, but, but you also end up uncovering, um, either one of two things, you either end up uncovering a problem that you could solve and, and you have to go in with curious intent, not with, uh, commission, uh, intent, uh, you know, commission intent is digging and digging and digging and trying to s- manipulate and steer the conversation to find a problem. Curious intent is genuine curiosity, um, uh, but you're gonna you, when you're curious, you're either gonna find a problem that that you could solve, or you're gonna find a a uh, you're gonna find a business goal that is gonna be helpful or business. You're gonna learn something that is gonna differentiate you. And, uh, and you know, I was just reminded of some of my reading and re- reviewing insight selling right now, and and. Uh, was just a brilliant quote yesterday. I'll see if I can pull it up, but I was reminded about the reality that doesn't really matter what you sell. It doesn't really matter what you sell, um, really what you sell that, that the perception of the client in most cases is going to be that it's a commodity. And so curiosity, so, so really, you know, obviously we all know it comes down to the, the value that you're able to bring um, to the table, and, uh, oh, here it is. Here's the quote, you know, the more buyers see a seller as an ongoing source of insight, the more they'll listen to and trust the seller, the more they trust the seller and value their interactions the more, they'll be open to ideas. The seller wants them to consider. And, and so curiosity is the beginning of all that, right? It's, well, it's people don't want to, people don't want to, uh, hear what you have to say until they know that you care and that you understand, your
0: biz, uh, understand their business. and Well, you, 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 you're, you're nailing something because I just love that. I just love what, what Mike Schultz and John Doerr and the whole rain group are doing with this insight selling. But there was there right. something, and I want to peel this back even farther because I think I sent it over to you yesterday. In fact, I saved it, and uh, I'll get it over to you if you didn't see it. But it was really talking about the difference between winners and uh, losers. And right. that stems from inside selling, but they really peeled it back and they started interviewing buyers and executives. And really what it came down to is we got to throw the whole price mantra. That thing's just got to get S canned yeah. out the window. I mean, this right. is, let's just stop going there. But what they really found out was that the best sales reps who won more often than they lost, mm-hmm. it came down to a couple things. They had better sales conversations Mm-hmm. And they had higher business acumen. Bingo. So, so think about that when it comes to this whole being curious and so forth. Is when you start getting curious and with intent, you want to uncover what's going on. Those are engaging, in my opinion, those are engaging type conversations. Mm-hmm. Because I want to put myself in that person's shoes. It's just the same thing as that's just this is get it off a of business context and get it onto a personal level when yeah, you're out yeah. in a, when you're out in a social setting you know and you know. I've seen you in action. You've seen me in action. Some of my best conversations is when somebody's curious and they have intent in driving a conversation, not just giving you a bunch of lip service. Hey, I'm going to shake your hand, ask you a couple of stupid questions and (laughs) move on. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, we we need this term. Curious intent is great because most sales reps and we're talking to sales professionals here on this podcast, but most, you know, your rank and file sales rep, they don't have curious intent. They have commission intent. You know, Or communication intent, how can I just dump as much data on you as quickly as possible? But a curious intent, you said uh, two things that really are are huge. We need to have better conversations and we need to develop business acumen. Well, conversations stem from listening, not talking. And business acumen, if you want to develop business acumen, where are you going to get that? Well, I'll, maybe you went to business school. I did, you did. But, but really on an ongoing basis, I developed business acumen from being curious, whether that's reading a book or reading an article or having a conversation with, with a client or prospect, that's where I get business acumen. You know, you get it from being curious and curiosity obviously drives learning, but um, yeah, this is, I, this, this term curious intent um, is, is I think the ball game because most reps have commission intent uh, we all have commission intent, of course, but most most salespeople walk into a situation with communication intent. How can I like dump as
0: much stuff on you in, in, as fast as possible? Yeah, no, and, and you're bringing up some good points. And you know, I love I love using analogy. So as I'm listening to you, all I'm thinking about now is the sports world. So let's use a sports analogy and how this relates to us, the day in life of a sales professional, right? Mm-hmm. So. A, a rookie, and I don't care, we can throw in all the major sports, right? Right. I mean, the four majors. A rookie's majors. a rookie, right? A rookie's a rookie. But what's that rookie do? That rookie has to start learning. They got to get curious because they're going to go align themselves with a veteran, right? Hey, I'm curious. How did you get to where you're at, right? Right. They're going to get down with a coach. Hey, I'm curious about this. Walk me through your succession, right? How How much success you've had. So they're curious about it because... You know what's going to happen. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Hold on. <laughs> we're on a podcast, Liz. We're, po- we're on a podcast, and here I am. I'm multitasking on a podcast. and didn't pay attention to it. I had an email thing pop up. Uh, Sorry, that was a bummer. But anyways, busted. that's live podcasting. But anyway... The whole point of this is, is sales rep or sales reps, they have to do the same thing. So they have to get curious about how can I improve my career? Because mm. just as a sale, as a sports athlete has to get yeah. curious about improving their career. Cause guess what happens? The more they improve, the more money they make. Yeah. So the same thing happens with a sales rep. It's the true. More curious. They get about learning the better they become, the better their coach, which is obviously is another podcast, the more yeah. money they make. Okay. So, you know, what is curiosity? What is, what does that mean? Well, we found, I found
1: this great um, assessment that was published in the Harvard business review and uh, we'll share the link in the show notes, um, or you can just Google curiosity profile and Harvard business review. But, uh, and I, I would love to try to pronounce the uh, doctor's name who wrote this, uh, but it's by, I'm going to do my best. It's by uh, Thomas Chamorro Promusic. And um, check it out though. You can take the test. It takes about three minutes and it it benchmarks you as an individual on three core attributes of curiosity that I think are very interesting. We're going to talk about each one briefly. The first one is you're an unconventional thinker. Now, uh, (laughs) Larry, you took the test. I took the test. I got to say on this one, unconventional thinker, I literally, I was busting the top off. Yeah. I got as high as you absolutely could. Um, how'd you do on the, un- where, where are you on the unconventional, uh, thinking? Oh man. I don't know
0: what I did with it. Oh no, it's good. So dude, I'm, I'm, fr- I, dude, I'm afraid to open up anything now after I just blew the fog. <laughs> <horn> <laughs> no, 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 it's, music blaring in the background. That's that's hilarious.
1: But, uh, people with high scores in this area question authority and have an independent thinking style regard themselves as free spirits. They're early adopters and trendsetters, um, you know, and, and, they're, they're often um, that they're careful to there's a couple other things on here that aren't relevant, but um, you know, if you'd like to become more original and a trailblazing thinker, um, it's even got exercises you can do um, to learn how to do that. But being an unconventional thinker is definitely a huge aspect of, of a curious person. And um, I think this is something that as salespeople... Anything we can do to, to stretch
0: ourselves in this area would be valuable. Wouldn't you agree? Well, and I agree. And, and, you know, one of the things and the people that know me the best, you know, throughout my sales career is I was one that, that never really was the status quo. Yeah. I wanted to be one step ahead of everyone else. So I took it upon myself To be curious about learning, I took it upon myself to always want to be the best at what I was doing. And I didn't wait for somebody else. And, you know, as I'm as we're talking through this podcast and I'm listening to some of the things you're saying, everything that just flashes through my head. And I think what people really appreciate about our podcast, Daryl, is we're just keeping it real. Uh, There's no fluff here. And because we've all lived through it is I think it's a struggle for a lot of these sales reps inside sales teams to really understand what curiosity is Mm -hmm. because they haven't been coached to it. They have no idea and and management's not bringing it up because everyone's chasing the silver bullet of, I just got to get something done right now. There's so much pressure just from the top down on just hitting numbers. Yeah. You're you're never going to get your sales reps to what we likes talking about to become sales professionals if you don't take the time to coach them to it. And that's, I think the big struggle is sales ups go, well, I got to make my nut, right? I got I got to, I got to make something happen this month. I don't have time for this. Well, well in yeah, my opinion, yeah, same in the next breath, they're going to say it's so competitive. I got to
1: stand out for my competition. What I'm, you know, I'm getting hammered on price. I can't, you know, so you can say that the 30, 60, 90, it's always going to be there. It's, that's never going to go away. Um, it's just the, the draw. you know, it's the constant state of, of pressure and expectation that, that we have to deal with, by the way, just like anyone on a sports team, you know, <laughs> you, 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 whether you're the rookie or the experienced guy, you got to win on the sports team, but what's happening off the field is curiosity and learn and, you know, learning. I, I think the sports analogy is interesting too. If you want to win at a game, you, you better have some unconventional thinking. If you do the same predictable things, the entire game, you know, we were in football season right now, if you play, run the same play over and over again, you're, you're going to get hammered. Um, so unconventional thinking is the first, so let's hit the second one. The second one is going to be, a uh, easy, easy, uh, easy touchdown. The second attribute is you're interested in learning. <laughs> is that a theme on the Selling from the Heart podcast or what? You know, Learning is so important. And I know that you probably tapped out on this one uh, if you looked at your score. Uh, but this is something we've got to benchmark ourselves on. As sales professionals, well, is, how are we doing in the learning category?
0: Well, here in in, in uh, I'm going to throw something because this is just perfect timing. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out. So we had a very successful speaker at our Kiwanis group today. Okay, he, he runs a highly successful marketing company in my community I live in, and he's semi retired. He's done very well for himself. He sits on multiple not for profit boards, but he talked about the law of 52, and I'm gonna in 30 seconds I'm gonna explain the impact this had on me. Okay. He, he took out a deck of playing cards and in a deck of playing cards, there's 52 playing cards. So he learned this his senior year in high school and it stuck with him ever since. Cause he had a fascination with playing cards. You know, he always played card games, but he, he, he likened it to learning and he made a commitment to himself. I will read a book a week wow. because there's 52 weeks in a year. Oh, dude. Wow. So think about this. There's 52 playing cards. So that playing card that he picked out week one was his bookmarker. When he was done with that book, the next playing card was his next bookmarker. So what's this relate? How's this relate to where we're going with this? It is this get curious about learning, pull out a deck, of playing cards, open it up, right? You got 52 playing cards in there. And turn a card over and say, what am I going to learn this week? Right. That's going to help me do my job better. It, it could be. that strong. That is so strong. And, and do, he, I, I mean, that just resonated with me. And the whole thing around his 20 minute speech today was the law of 52 and how it had an impact on his life. Isn't that something else? Oh, that's
1: strong. I'm totally
0: adopting that. Um, that's
1: good. It's going to be New Year's soon. So you can get a fresh deck of playing cards. Um, I think that's, that's strong. So curious, unconventional thinker interested in learning. You have to, have to, have to block out time for learning. We all have to do it. It is the, uh, you know, it it just as going to the gym is the, uh, the, the hard work that has to be done to be in shape physically blocking time for learning is the hard work that has to be done to be compensated as a professional doctors do it, attorneys do it. If we want to be compensated like them, we got to learn. It's, it's, it's a reality. Last last, last characteristic is really strong as well. It's that you can adapt to new situations and uh, boy, you know, don't we have to do that in sales?
0: It's fun to me about the whole thing. It's like a game. Well, it, I, I mean, it is, but I, I, I think, it, it, and this probably plays true in traditional sales channels and things like that, is this is the big struggle, is adapting to new ways of doing things. Because when you're, oh, wow. you know, you've been doing something so long, the same way, going to market the same way, it's, it, it almost becomes why, you know, I've gotten this far. Well, you know, folks, you're going to have to adapt to change. Let's just yeah. face it. I mean, you know, for those of you who don't adapt to change, I mean, you had to, right? Mm-hmm. You got a smartphone. You had to figure out how that works. You can't carry a rotary dial phone in your pocket, even though I'm sure if you could, some people would. Well, I love the way you just spun that because, I mean, obviously in
1: sales, we've got to adapt to new situations. We walk into different companies, different people's offices, and, and we talk to different people that have multiple situations all day long, but... Wow. The adapting to new communication styles and new uh, ways of interacting with people. And um, obviously, um, you know, that's social. No question about that. And you would expect that somebody who's going to be a speaker at Outbound 2018 on social media would bring that to the table. Uh, By the way, congratulations. I had to throw that in there. Uh, Larry, Larry Levine is going to be at Outbound 2018 in April. Which, if that's not on your calendar, oh my gosh, you've got to get that on your calendar. I can't wait for that. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link you. to that in the show notes as well. But uh, you know, thinking of adapting to new situations, we talk a lot about the reality of you know whether you've been in sales for two weeks, two years, or two decades. Um, communication styles are changing, and so we've got to be able to communicate in different ways. It can't just be face to face and, and over the phone, although those things are still around, they've got to be part of the mix, but we've got to be able to adapt to new buying situations. And, and this is, um, this is going to require learning and it's going to require, you know, curiosity. I mean, it's, it's going to require unconventional thinking.
0: Um, Yeah. You know, but you, but you bring, you bring up a really good point. And this is the thing that, you know, I debate with, with salespeople all the time. Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to social and adapting is guys, you figured it out. You adapted to it in your personal life, right? Right. But we fight it in our business life because we don't know how it really works in a business context to help us do our job better. And, and so when you know, you, you spent the time. It's it's so funny because you throw your sales, you take your sales hat off, and most most people have, have figured out how to use some of the social platforms that are out there just to communicate. Right, friends, right. family, people out in the community. They don't even give it a second thought. But they mind screw this thing to the bone on trying to figure <laughs> out social in a business context, and they just turn their learning hat off. Oh, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to figure it out. And they figure out all all the excuses. Right. Well, this is great. Curiosity,
1: curious intent, curiosity as a sales skill. I think we'll have more to say about this. And I know there's going to be a lot of conversation back and forth. I'll probably be some blog articles about this uh, that will come out of this podcast. But I, I really, uh, I've enjoyed this. And I think this whole concept of curious intent is something that, uh, that needs to be top of mind for sales professionals. And that's what we have in our community. And I'm so glad by the way, thank you to everybody for joining us. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your coworkers and friends. Thank you to the sales teams that even listen to this podcast in, uh, in your sales meetings. I got to totally give a shout out to all the sales teams that are out there. Um, just nothing but respect for leaders and, and groups of salespeople that are dedicated to becoming awesome at what they do. So, as we say, all always thanks for joining us this week. Um, you know, let's let's go out this week and look at ourselves in terms of our ability to adapt to new situations, our interest in learning, and our level of being an unconventional thinker and begin to ask ourselves what can we do to raise the bar. We'll share the link to the uh, assessment uh for the curiosity profile from Harvard Business Review is a great place to start. But as always, uh, be real, be genuine, be authentic, be curious, and most of all, sell from the heart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the Salescast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.